Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of building their business. And because we know that achieving success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we recognize the folks who have helped us to excel. I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest checked us out. He was going to be a Division I college athlete before unfortunately blowing out his back in high school. Uh, he enjoys spending time with his wife and daughter um, and traveling and watching the, oh, oh no, the what? The, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ah, <laughs> he's proud of his, his uh, the team that he's built in his business as well as the process that they've been going through of reinventing their business model as a result of COVID. It is my pleasure to welcome team to, to welcome Matt to the show today. Hello, Matt. Howdy. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, it is my pleasure. Hey, let's start with having you uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, and about your family. Yeah, so um, a little bit about myself, uh, Matt Green. Um, I grew up here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, we had a, a great upbringing. Um, it taught me a lot, but we were, we were poor. And so uh, my dad had multiple sclerosis. And so he couldn't really hold down a job. So it was me. I'm the youngest of three boys. And so my mom was pretty much, I mean, my dad was there. Don't get me wrong. But we didn't really have much of a stream of income from him. And so uh, it made it really, really difficult especially trying to put three teenage boys. Uh, my oldest brother is five years older than me. My middle brother is two years older than me. So at some, like we were going through the teenage years, like back to back to back. And it was like <laughs> Sam's club every weekend, 300 bucks. And it's, you know, three or $400 uh, just to feed us, you know? And so it posed a lot of challenges to us. And um, I remember growing up and not having, water or electricity you know for it seemed like uh, maybe this is just as a kid and you just think things are so much bigger than what they were but it seemed like it was a year or two mm. and i'm sure if my mom listens to this she might be embarrassed but like that teaches you a lot you know and yeah. so we as a family so me my brothers uh and my mom we went and we mowed yards after school like growing up like I would get off the bus and uh, she had the, we started it with a station wagon, believe it or not. And we had hand clippers to weed eat grass, like little hand clippers that cost like okay. 10 bucks because yeah. we couldn't afford a weed eater. Mm. And that's how we started back in the day, just to try and, so we could have water on every night and electricity. We would put a five gallon bucket underneath the water or the, the um, thing, you that's know, the right. sink and it would drip all yeah. day. We had enough that we could boil water and, and we could put it in the sink or tub. And all of us had to take a bath in, in that, you know. Right. Think about your brothers playing football and soccer and everything. <laughs> and everyone taking a bath in the same thing. It was, it was disgusting. But, you know, it, it taught me uh, a lot about life. And, like, dude, life is what you make it. Yeah. And you could be a victim of your circumstances. And so I did that kind of going through high school or, you know, all the way up into high school, even I went to college. I have two college degrees. Um, I went to Bowling Green State University. 
Um, and I would mow all the way up until I had to go to school. And then uh, I would beg my mom, mom, can you just, can you just mow the rest of my yards for the rest of the year? You know, and uh, she would crazy enough lady, she would do it, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was great. And so, so I, uh, my dad passes away. And so I transferred back from Bowling Green State University to IUPUI and I graduate. And then my girlfriend at the time, she's my wife now, she lived in Ohio. We met at Bowling Green State University. She took a job out there. So when I graduated, I was like, I have a teaching license and uh, I have an exercise science degree. I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach. Mm. And I wanted to do that because when I was in high school, I blew out my back. I couldn't play football anymore. I was division, I had a division one scholarship. I was my senior year. I was preseason all state. I was, you know, I'm not saying I was going to be anything special, but at least I would have had my college paid sure. for. Yeah. And so anyways, I, you know, bypass that. I have to go to college, graduate, and um, I moved back to Ohio. And I realized it's really, really hard to find a strength and conditioning job because I wanted to give back to kids who didn't have a strength and conditioning coach. I blew my back out because I didn't have a strength coach. I had a, a high school football coach that wanted us to get stronger. And he said, yeah, go do this stuff, you know, but there was no technique. There was no safety in it. And so, um, I it got the best of me. And so I overnight lost my scholarship. My whole future plans were, you know, ruined. Yeah. And so, um, fast forward, I moved back to Ohio, realized that it's extremely hard to get a job as a strength and conditioning coach. So I go into sales and I work for, uh, Xerox selling copiers, like door to door, the worst environment. I mean, I remember times getting spit on, like if somebody <laughs> didn't want to talk to me. It was, it was horrible. They were like horrible people. Wow. And, uh, but it also was an amazing experience. I learned all the different businesses that are out there and I would go up and talk to people and I'll say, man, you do what for a living? You know, like you, you bake what? And so then I'm thinking back and I said, you know what? I bet I can start a lawn mowing business. Mm. I bet I can go back and do what we did to get us out of, you know, when we were dirt broke and I bet I can apply some of these skills from Xerox yeah. to our business or to this thing that I'm just kind of is a thought at this time. Yeah. And I wonder if we could do something with this. And so I stopped working at Xerox and I go to work for this company called uh, Tradesman International or Blattner Energy. And we installed uh, solar panels. And I, I thought I was a crazy rich man. We were getting paid prevailing wages in Ohio. I was getting paid $27 an hour. Anything over 40 was at like $52 or something crazy. And uh, so I saved a little bit of money. I had $1,800. I took it back to Indiana. We moved home to Indiana, took that $1,800 and I started a lawn care company with $1,800. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. No, Matt, so that's kind of my story of how I started it. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. So is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? Um, the So we I don't have any like funny business stories at all. 
that uh, people like to share about me. And the only the only story that I ever remember that's like super funny at every single time I uh, we get together again, um, I just remember is so we're sitting around this campfire and uh, I'm with my cousin on my wife's side and we're sitting around this camp like when we go to Ohio, we we like to be outdoors, sit around campfires, you know, have a few beverages and stuff. And we're all just laughing as hard as can be. And um, my cousin, <laughs> Brianne, she tells this to everybody. And like, it makes me turn red and everything. It's great. And so, <laughs> um, so she's laughing as hard as can be. And she falls over backwards in this chair. Like she's sitting in the chair and she falls backwards in the chair because she's I, I have no idea she's just laughing so hard and I reached down to help her up and all of a sudden uh just because she's laughing and I like pull on her arm and she kind of does a scrunch and just like lets out the largest loudest fart in the world and everyone <laughs> in the entire like there's like 10 people sitting around us and everybody's laughing and like now anytime we go over there it's like oh remember the time that Brianne farted in Matt's face you know, it's like, <laughs> so it brings it, we're, we're all, you know, at the end of the day, we're all humans, you know, even though we, people look as business yeah. owners and leaders, yeah. we're humans just like everybody else, you know, like we're, we're nothing special. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you for sharing. So Matt, um, tell us about a time where, you know, someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it even though maybe you thought you couldn't and, and the impact that that person had on you. Um, I don't, you know, we were, so when I started the company, I had no idea what I was doing. And um, we definitely ran into some major financial troubles early on. And mm -hmm. so I'm getting online and I'm like Googling everything and I find this guy uh, for lawn care and he go he went by at the time lawn care millionaire and uh, his name was Jonathan Potoshnik and he owns uh, City Turf which is a huge lawn care company in Dallas Texas uh -huh. and he also owns uh, Service Autopilot which was the seat well he partially owns Service Autopilot now he he uh, has exited the business for the grand scheme of things but um uh, so he owned service autopilot holistically. Well, he was 50, 50 partner, but with his business partner at the time. And, um, so I'm at this conference cause I have like no idea what the hell I'm doing. And <laughs> I'm like, I have to, like, I have to like learn or else I'm going to go under and I've invested too much time. I can't, yeah, I can't give up now. You know, like I, I'm so deep into this thing. I just have to keep like going. Yeah. And, um, and then everybody on the outside is, you know, looking at you, they think you're successful. And on the inside, you're like, man, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. Like, I'm just <laughs> scraping by, I'm trying. And, uh, you know, but if you talk to other business owners, they're like, you know what, we know exactly what you're going through. And, you know, when you wake up on Friday and you have no idea how you're going to make payroll that afternoon, like, like, that's scary stuff. And yes. if you've never lived it, you don't know how scary it really is. And so I lived that. And um, so we're at this conference and Jonathan's talking and it's just, you know, like somebody can say something to you 
and you hear it, it resonates with you, but then you hear somebody else say something, the same thing, but they just say it in a slightly different way. And you're just like, that person gets me, you know, mm-hmm. like that was Jonathan. And I was like, dude, like, if I know that I have this guy, like I can solve any problem. Like I'm not scared of anything now. And so Jonathan is like, I've been an amazing mentor. I love it. <laughs> the, the, yeah, there's, I've spoken to a lot of folks who have a similar version of that story, right? Of, Hey, um, how am I going to make payroll? Right. And we have all these people that we're responsible for. And, and unless you're, if you're not a business owner, you, you just, you can't, you can't really appreciate that burden that, uh, and that responsibility that we have as business owners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you get employees and it's like, man, if if you don't make this happen, like their kids don't get to eat tomorrow. You know, it's like, wow, that, that really puts it into perspective of this is like way beyond. It, it's not about that anymore. It, you know, after the first year, my first year in business, I worked for myself. I had some people help me here and there. Um, even my wife took a few days off of work. Like she took paid leave off of her work to come help mm-hmm. me on a couple jobs my first year. But after the first year, yeah, it was all about Matt first year because I was the only person in the business. I had yeah. no, and then yeah. after I had employees, it's like, man, this is, this business has nothing to do with Matt anymore. Like, and that's the last person this business cares about at all. <laughs> you know, it's about everyone that's in the business. Yeah. So Matt, what's been your biggest learning as a business owner? I, well, I think it's, it's that it's, you know, it's, um, I think that there's certain people on earth that have a unique ability that um, can support others in very meaningful ways. Hmm. And I don't think everybody is built out to be a business owner. Absolutely not. But I think there's certain individuals that can do that. And I think that is the biggest learning for me is that those there's people and I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any means I'm definitely not and I don't know hardly anything when it comes to business um and I think anybody that says that they know everything is probably someone you don't want to listen to say it's always the person that says that they're the smartest person in the room that you better run the opposite way yeah, from right? <laughs> and um I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is you know it's if you're put on this earth there's a bigger thing there's bigger things in life. And me as an owner, um, I learned early on that it's very, very difficult to keep this thing running and keep the vision going forward and to be able to employ and give really good jobs uh, with meaningful benefits and really good wages to people. And I don't think everybody can do that. But everybody here has to contribute to society in some way. So I think us as owners, we have this unique ability to be able to to do that Mm. and to be able to cast a vision to our team members to be able to move forward in this direction to better the world in some way, you know, whether that's to make so much money as an, an organization that you have this platform to give back to a community that gave you so much or it's, you know, at, at some day, like, 
you know, once you have enough money in your bank account, like more money is not going to make you happy. (laughs) But it's like, what can you do with some of that money? Can you give it back to your employees? You know, your team members that have helped build this thing. That's why we raised our, our pay rates to try and pay better and everybody, you know, like we want to take care of our people first. Yeah. And then what can we do to like give back to the society, you know? So that's that, that thing is, that's like the biggest thing that I've learned is like, we have this pedestal that we can now cast this vision and move forward and make meaningful changes in people's lives. Yeah. And you, you were telling me offline just about the, the different things that you do. You mentioned it just now about paying more Mm -hmm. than, than the average, but um, the, you, you, your whole philosophy is based on helping improve the lives of your employees, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And I, when, you know, when we made that switch that something just like it clicked at that point, you know, and um, like, I got it, you know, like this business isn't about doing lawn care. This business isn't about pest control or Christmas lights. This business is about giving back to our team members. And if we take care of our team members, really really well they'll take care of our clients yes and then our clients will in turn take care of us yes and it it's something that switched to this year and before this year we had so much turnover it was just like hey you're coming to work you're going to show up you're going to do this thing i'm going to pay you you know it was very transactional yeah and now we've like you know consciously for me i've made that switch of it's like it's all about giving as much back to the team as possible. And since then we've had virtually zero turnover. I mean, if somebody leaves our team, it's because we dismissed them, which happens on a normal day-to-day basis, you know, not every day, but like that's a normal course of business, but it's, it's not because people don't like being here. That's what it used to be. They would leave because they, they hated working at Greens Lawn Care. Yeah. And now it's like the only reason you leave is because we let you go because like there was other issues going on. Yeah. Which yeah. has been so cool to to see, you know. Yeah. What I like about uh what you just described is, you know, everybody wants and needs to be part of something bigger than themselves. Right. And so you're enabling that by you know, the company, you know, you're, the greater good that your company is providing, not just to employees, but I also know that, you know, you give back to the community. So um, now everyone can be part of that, making a difference in the world. Um, and because you're choosing, you know, the welfare of your team versus the, you know, the personal profits that you can make, you're actually having a more successful business. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. So Matt, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your biggest challenges during the years and and maybe a fellow business owner who helped you to get through that. Um, well, see, the, the biggest challenge, one of our huge challenges, um, especially this year, is, well, let, you know, let, let's let's kind of, move back um one of the biggest challenges moving forward was um that kind of started this whole ability to even give back to our team was to understand our financials like we had 
it was it was essentially is there money in the bank account cool we're good you know <laughs> and i hope there's enough money so in our business we're very seasonal mm-hmm. so we're in a dead period we haven't made you know the last true money that we made was the second week of december so we've pretty much gone a whole month now with no no money no revenue coming in and we'll go another month and a half with no revenue coming in and but but now that's understood, you know, like we're just, a, we're a seasonal business. Sure. And previously it was, man, I, I just, I hope that I didn't spend enough money during the season that I can, you know, work again in the springtime. I hope there's enough that we can pay the bills, you right. know? And, um, and then we got into a time where I, as I mentioned earlier, I, had all this money in the bank account on Monday and then we go on Friday and I go to, and this time I'm still writing people checks because I had no CRM. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. So I'm writing people checks and I look at the bank and I'm like, there was all this money on Monday and there's less than a thousand dollars in the bank account on Friday. I had no idea where any of this money went. I had no idea any of this stuff. And so I had to, go to my wife and ask her if, if she had like, if I could borrow money from her to pay our guys. Oh, and wow. so that happened. And so I, we made pay, like we made payroll because of that. Mm. And um, don't ask her if I ever paid her back. Cause I don't know if that ever happened. Or not, <laughs> <but> <laughs> um, from then on, I learned that yeah. I better have somebody help me figure this thing out because yeah. Obviously, Matt's not smart enough to figure this thing out, but <laughs> Matt is very resourceful and not everybody can know everything about everything. But as soon as you can acknowledge that you don't know everything and you need help, then the whole world opens up. Yeah. And so I found a consultant and he was specific to the green industry. He had been uh, a past president of uh, the National Association of Landscape Professionals, and his name's Jason Cup. And I flew out to um, Kansas City, and I was in like this, uh, he called it a, a round table. Mm-hmm. And so he taught us all of our numbers. And I can tell you before that, I had no idea what the heck a COGS was. I, <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know any of these things. Yeah. And And so then we're sitting and he's teaching us all this stuff and I was like dude this is this is mind-blowing like this (laughs) business is so hard but at the same time it's so simple you know but and so that man he was he said like we probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him Hmm. 100% oh that's awesome so if I asked you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for being there for your business's growth, who would those three people be and how'd they help you? Um, I, I don't know that I can necessarily name a third person, but the first two people are, are Jonathan Patoshnik and Jason Cup. And Jonathan started uh, Service Autopilot. That's the CRM that we use. Um, and he had this thing, which is, is still around, but he's not involved in it anymore. And it's kind of changed. It's called Academy. So it was Service Autopilot Academy. And so once a month, we would get on these phone calls and he would teach us something. 
whether it was marketing or to think bigger. Um, you know, there was all these different things, recruiting websites, you know, uh, uh, you know, anything that you could think of, we, we talked about it. And that went on for, I don't know, six years, maybe that he had that I joined my business is only six years old. Well, we just finished our sixth season. This will be our seventh season. Um, but I joined in my second year in business. And so um, he is by far the, I would say, the number one person. And he taught me to like, whatever your thoughts are of business, like think way bigger. Think <laughs> white years down the road. And how can you go get that? Because if you're in the weeds, thinking about like all the stuff that you have to do today, you're yeah. never going to get there. But if you think about like what it is down the road and think way bigger, um, then you can kind of backtrack. And then you find out what really is meaningful right now, you know, is do you, do you need to put out every little fire or do you need to put out the meaningful fires in your business? Right. And he's like, dude, take those little fires, give them to somebody else. They're not, your problem they're not thousand dollar an hour problems figure out the thousand dollar an hour problems and go after them and so he was by far um he made me he taught me how to think Mm -hmm. which was incredible um and then jason cup was by far the second the second best one him and him and uh jonathan became really good friends and jason would get on these uh academy sessions from time to time and jason is very much a uh, HR guy. He wrote our hand, our employee handbook. Okay. He's done financial consulting for us. Um, and so he's just been, it's unbelievable. I've been to his house before and driven in his cars and, you know, like, like these are now, I would consider them friends. Yeah. Very cool. So as you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see you'll face in reaching your goals? And <coughs> Who are the types of people that you're going to need to solve those challenges? Well, so the next three to five years is going to be definitely very challenging. Um, we are kind of in the next year, we will be fully through this transition. Um, so post COVID, we decided we're not going to be a maintenance company anymore, which was a very easy business because you're just selling labor. And you never have accounts payable and inventory that you have to manage. You're just managing labor. And every hour that they're out, out working, you're billing for that. So you can, and we build every single Monday with credit cards. So it's easy to make payroll. And now we've totally gotten rid of all those services. And we're only focused on lawn care, best control, Christmas lights. And of those three businesses, they are all 100% um inventory based businesses. Mm. But with that comes higher margins. With higher margins we can pay our team better. We can get meaningful benefits. The last benefit that we still really want to offer is healthcare. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to find a healthcare provider that will work with seasonal businesses to uh, ensure our seasonal team members. Mm-hmm. So that's been a, a major challenge. So that's that's a big roadblock. Um because I think that they need that security. Um, that type of healthcare. Yeah. Um, but once we get through this um, transition, which next year, or, you know, 2023 will end, that will be done with all the mulch and cleanups and uh, 
leaves and snow, and we'll be fully on our three services. Um, in 2025, we plan to open our second market. And so um, it's in a whole nother state. Uh, it is, it's only about an hour and a half away. So it's, it's not going to be, if you have to go, you can go, but you have to have all your systems dialed in. Yeah. You have to have an operation. We have the operational manager that's going to go there, but that means we have to backfill them here. Yeah. We have to have all the capital set aside totally to be able to start that, go to market. Uh, if we're going to acquire a company, acquire the company, you know, everything it's, and it's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this, right. To do and to do it right. And yeah. to, to be able to go and launch fast. Um, and so that's going to be our biggest, biggest challenges. And what do you see in terms of the types of people that you're going to need to overcome that? Uh, well, I, yeah, I definitely can't do it myself. Yeah. Uh, it's having coaches and people that are in your corner that you trust. And, you know, it's even if the coach says like, hey, you know what? I don't necessarily know how to, I don't know all this, but I'll connect you with somebody that has done this thing. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing about a coach is when they can have, the humility to also say, you know what, I don't know, yeah, but I will put you in touch with somebody that does. The worst thing that somebody can do is give you information that's not true. They don't know 100%. Yeah. Um, so I'll be in touch, obviously, with Jonathan and Jason. To, and we hired a, a CFO this year, okay. a fractional CFO. Yeah. And so he's been very pivotal and totally transforming what I thought was a correct P&L into his version of a correct PNL, which is unbelievable. <laughs> and every single service broken out with the labor assigned to each service. So you really know what services are profitable, what services aren't profitable and being able to set forth the, the, um, the plan to be able to save enough money to open that market. So those three people are going to be very critical in our move or, you know, in our expansion plan. Wonderful. Um, last question here, Matt. So Jim Rohn says that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own, who are, you know, are trying to become self-made and, and aren't doing the types of things that you've been describing throughout this interview? Um, I think the biggest roadblock of people not doing it is they try and learn too much about a service sometimes. Just go all in. Throw all your chips in, and you have to swim. You, it's either sink or swim. You're going to figure it out. And if you have the drive to do that, you'll be successful. I 100% I truly believe there's not a, um, a problem that I can't figure out anymore. You know, like after have owning a business, um, I, I feel like I can figure out pretty much any problem that you put in front of me, um, or I can figure out who I need to have on my team to figure out that problem. And um, sometimes that's uh, hiring that person, or it's going out and finding if you can't hire that person, maybe because they're too expensive, hire a coach. Like, if you don't have a coach, I, I don't know anybody that's, I mean, there's probably very few people better business owners that are truly successful that did it all on their own. Mm -hmm. And if they did, 
it was probably very slow growth and it was probably very painful, mm. you know, and if you could hire somebody that could accelerate your growth and accelerate you through those very painful moments in, in business and say, Hey, you know what? Like Jason gave a talk. He said, you know, when you get to in the lawn care industry, when you get to $500,000, you're going to have this problem, this problem, and this problem. You need to solve these three. When you get to a, between 500 and a million, that's the most painful time of your lawn care business. And you better have this, 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 and this, because you have to hire ahead of actually needing these people, but you really can't super afford it at no, this I... time. <laughs> so your margins are going to be near nothing. And then once you get from a million to that, you know, so these are people who have been around for so long that they understand right. the industry and, um, you know, so find somebody that can help you and have the humility to ask questions and just dive straight into something and don't give up. <laughs> I love it. That, that, uh, persistence and, and, uh, consistency and, and persistence. That's something that my coach, uh, continues to, to tell me is, um, so similar to what you're saying is, you know, if you have the tenacity, if you just keep at it, right. The, you're yeah. eventually it's good. You're going to get enough successes that it's all going to work out. And coaches have coaches. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest companies in the world hires executive coaches because they don't know what the heck they're doing either. In fact, if you, you know, if you, if people listening, if you're looking to hire a coach, that should be one of your first questions is you ask the coach if they have a coach, because if they don't, then that means they don't believe in what the, their, the service they're providing. So <laughs> you shouldn't hire them if they don't have a coach themselves. hundred percent, hundred percent. One of the best, best decisions I ever made was hiring a coach. And you know what, they can, they can take everything away from you, your business, everything, but they can't take your knowledge away from you. So if you hire a coach and you learn all these things, you could, your business could fail. They could take everything away from you. You can go out and you can start something all over again because you invested in the knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, um, we quote, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to miss his name now. Uh, Virgin, who's the guy who owns Virgin? Uh, Brunson, Russell yeah. Branson. Yeah, Branson. So one of his quote says, if you can learn how to run, run one business well, there's no reason why you can't run multiple businesses because the principles are the same. So to your point, once you understand the fundamentals, the best practices of how to run great businesses, then um, we have clients who buy broken businesses and implement the best practices and that, right? And then have these, you know, multiple businesses that are all performing very well. So, you know, it's really funny that you mentioned that because I thought like, hey, you know, when I when I kind of go into retirement, like I'm not going to want to, like I don't think that I'll ever want to retire. I think that sounds really boring. But it's like, maybe we just go buy businesses that are, some, they think that they're broken and you just go and make a couple tweaks and uh-huh. like sell them back to somebody. Like that just sounds really fun yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's the same ideas as flipping houses, right? Except you're you're flipping businesses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, last last uh, thought here that I wanted to get your perspective on. You've you've uh, talked about a number of folks um, who have impacted you and your business. So it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people who have helped you along your journey. So if they were all here on the show today. What would you want to say to them? Oh man, I've already told it to them. Uh, it's, I would just want to shake their hand 
you know that there, there's no words i'm i get emotional because it, it i want to be here with, without them oh, thank you i i appreciate uh your heart and your authenticity and and uh your words of wisdom today that other business owners will find incredibly valuable. So Matt, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you today and thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made as a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care.